Yo, it's just a black podcast. Episode 51. This is Jordan. This is Josiah. And uh, we got a special guest again, all the way from Detroit, Michigan. Woo! <laughs> Janae Hope, what's up? Hey, y'all. Appreciate you getting on. Uh, I went to TSU with Janae Hope, and uh, it's crazy. Before we got on the podcast, I was telling Janae Josiah, like, the scheduling is, like, the, the most challenging part about this. And uh, <laughs> I've been trying to get Hope on for, like, the longest time, ever since her show dropped on YouTube. So, Janae Ho created this show called Soul Ties. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's running numbers right now. A lot of people are watching it and enjoying it. So, I've uh, been trying to get her on since it dropped. But now, since it's got a little buzz, it's actually perfect to kind of get you on in the middle of things. So, how, how's things been on your end? They've been good. They've been busy. Things haven't stopped since, I want to say, the crowdfunding campaign for yeah, Soul Ties. I remember yeah, that. Everything right. has just been constant ever since but a good constant like productive okay that's good uh so before we get to that i want to get into the, like the detroit ties because josiah yeah. lives in dearborn right now <laughs> yeah and then uh yeah i was like hold on let's i got let me start with the detroit ties, but y'all so. are from indianapolis Korea. yeah okay what are you doing in dearborn uh, I'm working for Ford. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, they hired me out of grad school, so. Okay, my yeah. brother works for Ford. My dad retired from Ford. Mm. Lots of roots with Ford. Is your brother still in Michigan? Justin, No, right? he's actually in Chicago, yeah. Justin. Oh, okay, Chicago, oh, nice. Chicago. He's in Chicago now, so not too far. Okay, so what does your brother do for Ford? Just trying to make a Josiah. He's in supply chain management. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he works at the plant up? The I know there's a there's a Chicago plant or he's working remote. Yes, he he works at the plant. Some days okay. he, he can do remote, yeah. but for the most part, he's there. He's on site. Word. That's what's up, mm-hmm. Josiah. You had you had a, a Detroit question for Detroit? yeah. Like, uh, do you have any soul food restaurants recommendations? Oh my goodness, yes. So, have you ever been to Beans and Cornbread off Northwestern Highway? No, I've never heard of you- that. You got to get over there. Beans and cornbread Beans and is corn like bread. a staple. Yes. Staple. And then if I'm honest, I've been outside of the D for a minute. So a lot has changed. Uh-huh. But um, MGM is really known for a lot of great restaurants as well. Greek town, you know, got to go downtown. That's expanding. I'm sure yeah. by now you know that. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So you're in California right now. Have you, do you go back to Detroit or Michigan area often or kind of you kind of stay in Portland out west? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. You know, I, I always feel like my family kind of occupies several corners of the U.S. I'm in Facts. L.A. My mom was in Detroit. At one point, Jay was in Florida. My dad was in Chicago. So we've mm. all kind of been spread out. So we somewhat rotate for the holidays. Like, where are we going to mm. go? Oh, that's that that's good. Yeah, yeah. Our, family, our family does sort of the type of thing. You know, just okay. in Detroit. I'm here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. My, my other two brothers are in Indy with my parents and my nephews and stuff. So, uh, yeah. Get yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. So, mm-hmm. talk about uh, your journey from TSU to California, I guess, because what did you study at TSU? Were you a comm major? I was a comm major. Right. Uh, um, more specifically, theater. Okay. Um, that was my, what do you call it? When it's like your focus. Your like niche. Concentration. Like a concentration. My concentration. Yeah, okay. I got you. 
yeah. concentration was College theater. language. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so far removed at this point. But um, so I did a lot of plays while I was there. I actually started off as a speech pathology major. Right. Oh. And it was kicking my ass. Yeah. I just was not really doing well in those classes. And then I had a conversation with my dad and he was like, you know, you've been doing the arts your entire life. Why would you get to college and try to switch? Sure, like, why yeah. don't you just, you know, stay the course? And I'm like, okay, you know, so I ended up switching majors and um, just got into as much theater as I possibly could. Some mm-hmm. through the actual theater pro- program, some through like some of the indie things that were going on there that were still like plays and stuff like that. And so once I graduated from TSU, I went straight to New York. And I was That's there right. for two and a half you years. Was there in New York. I was in New York. <laughs> and I thought I was going to do Broadway. And then I got out there and realized how much I hated it. No, I was like, oh, it's cold here. I didn't like that process, you know. And um, I took an on-camera class there. And then mm. I realized that I was, again, my concentration was in the wrong area. Mm-hmm. It was It was in theater at one point and then once I got out into the real world the real entertainment industry of it all I realized that I really wanted to do on-camera work which then led to my migration to LA and I've been here Mm. seven years seven years okay so so you you in LA you got so tired right now but like what what led to that like did you have to like go through something be like yo I'm about to make my own show because these other shows or not what you they think or yeah. yeah they not it or like how did you get to like i'm about to just create my own stuff bro and put it on the tube well when i first got here i was like uh which most of us do you'll find if you talk to a lot of actors out here you start off as an actor you're mm-hmm. like i just want to act i want to be in front blah 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 and as you go on you realize that the cream of the crop is really behind the camera and For you real. being able to create the content you being able to hold on to your IP, have some stake and some skin mm-hmm. in the game. And so over time, I was kind of learning that I, I had a very, a very stressful process with auditioning. And I don't want to say that that's just curated to me. We all go through it and mm-hmm. it's survival of the fittest in the um, realm of auditioning. And it can get to be a little bit redundant. Now, mm-hmm. I knew I always mm-hmm. had plans to expand into producing and to expand into writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that it would go acting first, blow up there, and then expand (laughs) into writing and producing. Mm. But then as my journey continued, it turned more so into, oh, no, you have to write first, produce your stuff, act in it, and Mm -hmm. go from there. Which, over the years, as we know, has been been getting more and more popular. Yeah, a lot more people have been getting known that way. Yeah, Yeah, the Issa Rae's, the Michaela Cole's, the Prince of you know. Um, so it's not a, a new territory, but I do understand why it's not for everybody because it is, it is challenging and, and you kind of have to be able to work both sides of your brain, mm-hmm. <laughs> the creative side and the intellectual side, because it's so much business, you know, mm-hmm. that is also paired with it. Um, but that's pretty much how I got to that point, to the point that I'm at now, starting off as an actress, um, just kind of going round and round in circles figuring out that I need to create my own content. And then on top of that, the respect that comes with creating your own content. Yeah. It is so different than what you're up against as an actor, especially here where actors come a dime a dozen. 
you know, but not everybody is able to have an idea and then bring it into fruition and put it out for the world to actually see it, you know, kind of like what you guys are doing right now with your podcast. There's so many people that have this idea, like I want to have a podcast, but to actually go get the equipment, go back who you're going to have these conversations with and then release it. It's a thing, you know. No, it's a thing for sure. No, you're right. And it's, you (laughs) know, at the same time, you're still trying to grow too, because we want to get to a level where the podcast is at a different quality of level. And then I know, like, you, like, with uh, your production life, like, that's you trying to get to the next level. Uh, Josiah, you go ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, So, when you want to create a web series, what made you want to go into YouTube? Was it just the barrier of entry, which is, I guess, easier to get into? It's free several too. <laughs> it's, free. It, it, it's several things, right? Like one, I was a web series connoisseur. Like, oh, really? okay. you name it. I love the niche of web series. It's very specific. And there is a cult following for people who just watch YouTube. web series. Nah, for real. Yeah. yeah. For real. <laughs> On YouTube. And um, one, it's, it's easy to do. You don't need anybody's permission. You don't have to go mm. through rounds of, um, interviews or anything like that to make it happen. So that's that's one obstacle that's out your way. On top of that, monetization, right? When you're trying mm-hmm. to build your own company or whatever from the ground up, you need income to make that thing run the way you need it to run. So you can eventually, you know, outsource different things that when we're first starting, we do all of it ourselves. We do all the editing and all the adding of the music and blah, 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 right? Well, on YouTube, YouTube does provide an opportunity for monetization. Mm-hmm. So that was also a key element too. Like, okay, I want to be in control of the type of content that I put out, but I also want to put it somewhere where I can see a direct financial impact once I meet, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the requirements are to be monetized and be able to keep going. So that even once I get to a, a level or a stature where I'm on um, network platforms or something like that. I can give indie artists an opportunity Mm -hmm. to get on my platform or on YouTube and at least have their visibility so that they can then branch off. So I'm trying to build the YouTube element up and just kind of keep going from there. Issa Rae does that too. She has her own YouTube thing where she has like short films and some web series that she still showcases there that are new and they're coming out you know yearly mm-hmm. and if you're a, a web series person you know that yeah. you know what I mean like you're looking for it and it's there and she's got like 700,000 followers so she's yeah. like able to reach bodies of people through HBO and bodies of people through her mm-hmm. yeah two different audiences yeah that's what's up though yeah it's cool that she stayed there too instead of like yeah I'm gonna just be on HBO <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> she got she got two <laughs> HBO shows now she got yes. movies. She, she yes. behind the scenes. Yeah, she could have yes, said a by you She got a lot, but yeah. she's smart. That's a that's a media mogul. You know that's that's budding in front of our eyes because she has our hands and and everything. Yeah, and to your point too. Like I'm sure she's making plenty of money off YouTube. So. Like come on, <laughs> so, <laughs> that be going crazy. And people just be yeah. giving money, like just watching it live too. So yeah, y'all y'all you definitely on a good path. So tell me where it. Um, the story came from. So, I mean, we all know about the, or the, I guess the, the, the theme or the, the meaning behind soul ties. So we've heard, yeah. we've heard it before, but yeah. tell me like the idea is there, but tell me, how did you like 
kind of narrow it down to like a story about your character and your two friends and like kind of kind of like what the guys are going through in the in season yeah. one. Yeah, it's it's so interesting because they say like when you start um, filming your own content, content, you need to start with what you know. Mm-hmm. And so I started with what I knew. I, I had just gotten out of like an on again, off again situation that lasted almost a decade, long time. Mm-hmm. And it was just so hard for us to be apart. We were always finding our way back to each other. Mm-hmm. And my mother had explained to me like, I remember we got to a certain part in our relationship where it was just no longer fruitful. Mm-hmm. And my mother had explained to me that I was going to have to decide to get off the ride. And she explained mm-hmm. that I wasn't just experiencing love from a surface level. It was like a spiritual entanglement that we had gotten ourselves into. Mm-hmm. And so that sent me down this rabbit hole of like, what exactly is a soul tie? And mm-hmm. a Again, a soul tie is just a spiritual bond between two people who have been deeply intimate. And it doesn't just mean physical. It can mean on the right. emotional side, too. Right. Which means that we can have bonds like this with our friends, with our family, X, Y, Z, right? So as I continue to do my research on what that type of spiritual bond was, um, I would talk to, like, have these powwows with my girlfriends. And all of us had, like, one person. It's like this yeah. one person that you would let spin the block or you gonna spin the block for. Like yeah. it does not matter. something that everybody can relate to. For <laughs> <real though. laughs> yeah. Yeah. It yeah. don't matter the time, it don't matter the circumstance That's that so you're crazy. in, you'll take that call, you know what I mean? Or even if you don't take the call, you're still kind of behind the scenes peeping mm-hmm. what that person is doing, still always kind of tied to them. And so because that was my very own experience and I was having these conversations with my girlfriends, I was like, this is what I'm going to write my series about. I'm mm. going to write it about spiritual bonds. And uh, the series covers three different types of soul ties. Right. There is entanglement, the love addict, and then the trauma bond. Um, and so because there's three girls that the story centers around, each one of them possessed that type of um, right. soul tie. So that's that's how the concept kind of was birthed. That's what's up. Uh, kind of like talk about like, I guess like you did mention like with your mom uh, giving you like some kind of encouragement or pointers or where where to go with your path in those situations. Did you kind of use yeah. those things to like put into the story? Because I noticed on episode six, it's a lot of it's a like a deep powwow like talk. Mm-hmm. woman to woman type of thing but then yeah. like yeah but then like in episode two it's something different like where you say like you kind of do anything for a bro like you had like you had the dream about bro then he came up at the end of the episode so kind of mm-hmm. like how did you like how did you like narrow it down for the story but then like like you know what happened in your real life or in other people's lives but how did you narrow yeah. it down it's like here's what we're going to do for the story and how to you know and it's for the story and not so much for anything else outside of it well i narrowed it down well you know when you're using anything from your life you have to be careful not to divulge too much because it's not just your story Mm -hmm. it you know involves somebody else and so that was an element of like picking things apart that i felt like would be relatable um but not damaging to real life circumstances that I knew of that I was pulling from, not just my own, but others as well. And then on top of that, I, I wrote majority of the season 
And then I I partnered with two other women, Jamise. Yeah, shout out to Jamise. <laughs> Jamise Young and then another woman named Victoria Sharp. And we started a writer. Did she go to TSU too? No, but she's she's okay. really close friends with Tam. I don't know if you know. Oh, Tam. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I her did. best friend. Yeah, right. okay. All right. So I met Victoria in New York and uh, we both happened to be out here. So I had asked them. Jamise had already done a web series. Victoria had already done a web series. So I asked them oh, to join cool. the room in my yeah. web series, with my web series. And so we went through episode by episode, what works, what doesn't work, what's missing, that mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, just building out uh, the perspective of a soul tie from the woman's point of view and how watching them navigate through that. Um, and they also were using some of their life experiences too, to help like flush out certain areas. Right. So it was really like a meeting of three brains to narrow mm-hmm. things down and build things up as well. Just uh, you got it. How did you decide it was going to be in a show? I've always wanted Good to question. figure that out. <laughs> for in terms of the casting, yeah, from the casting perspective, how did you decide like who's going to? You know, I'm really lucky because I have taken, you name a class, I probably have taken. And <laughs> one thing about LA, like all the artists here are multifaceted. They right. do several things, you know what I mean? So um, one character I may know for acting, but I know they also low-key direct. Oh, you know, okay. one character may I may know right, but has interest in acting, so I can give them a small part. So first it was like, just figuring out um, Joy I took class with. Mm. Joy plays Shauna. Mm. And I took class with her and she was a powerhouse in class and we instantly connected like just on some soul sister type stuff. We mm-hmm. instantly just our personalities vibe. And, and then uh, the girl who plays Bridget, I met her on set of a short film that I was producing and she was PAing on. She was like just being a production assistant but um, she, I learned that she's like a fierce wordsmith. Like she writes so crazy. Mm. And then I learned that she also could act. So those was my first two. I was like, okay, let me just get my homegirl situation set up, right? Like, let me mm-hmm. see within my Rolodex that I can kind of pull from for the cast. And then whatever I didn't know, whoever I didn't know personally that could fulfill a role, I reached out and um, I got together with my producers and we set up casting calls. Oh, cool. Um, so there was like, I want to say 65% of the cast had to audition. And, and tell, the tell the people how long did this process take before you even start shooting? Because <laughs> no. some people don't know, bro. <laughs> I like me. I don't have no idea. <laughs> the casting process, that took about, I want to say it took about three weeks because we did it in phases. You know, you have phase yeah. one where mm-hmm. we did everything through self-tapes for the most part. Okay. Because um, at the end of the day, this was still through COVID that we're trying to do right. this. Through. You know, this right. is 2020, 2021, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, so we had, we had a the hardest character to feel was Bryce. <laughs> I saw maybe 22 Bryce's. Dang. Potential prices. Like yes, <laughs> maybe like 10 callbacks. You know, it was just a really, really hard role to feel. I, I found that the women that I was trying to cast, Mama Joyce was really hard to cast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I was emulating my mother and my mother is a roundaway girl. She's a home girl more than a mom, you know, so I was trying to kind of get that element. And even though Mama Joyce isn't so much homegirl vibe, she gave the purity of what my mom kind of brings to this table. And then for Bryce, back to Bryce, you needed the look as well because it's it's the whole leading man thing, you know, (laughs) so... Sometimes you had, yeah, sometimes <laughs> you had the emotion, but not the look. Sometimes you had mm-hmm. the look, but not the emotion. And then I almost missed the, the one who actually plays Bryce. Um, he, I remember going through the Bryce's. I got desperate. I was like, I'm going to just look through the submissions one more time. And yeah. me and the team were so tired of like, do you like this guy? Do you not? Okay, no, I don't, blah, blah. And then I realized that there was one tape I had not opened. Mm. That was submitted and it was his. Mm. And I was like, if he Shout had to him. Look, that's what's up. Right. <laughs> he look, it was like, okay, he's handsome. He's tall, you know what I mean? And then that's so messed up to hear yourself say, but I, <laughs> I that's what I needed for this particular thing to kind of get off, this kind of mm. S nigga type vibe, you know. Yeah. And um I saw his audition tape, sent him a call back. He turned everything around really, really quickly. Really great yeah. audition. And then the other person that we loved was Jared. The guy who plays Jared mm-hmm. in the season. He was going to be Rice, but we were like, he's too nice. Oh. <laughs> he was too nice. He, his audition was solid. It was beautiful. But he was just, he just came across sweet. I'm like, they're not going to think you really doing me wrong. Uh, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> So we end up putting him with Jared, which is great because we'll see him develop more in season two. Okay. That's how did good. you get the how did you get the word out in terms of auditioning? Oh, well, there's different platforms that you use. So okay. there are different like casting platforms. Um, there's one called back, Backstage that you can use. There's one that, that is one. breakdown services, and then you have LA castings, and people upload their headshots, their resume, and they submit their headshot for the role. And then mm. based off their headshot, you select them and send them sides and give them a certain amount of time um, to look through the sides, to prepare the sides and send a tape back to you. Man, that's, that's what's up. You out yeah. here doing it, man. So like, okay, <laughs> let's get into the back, the behind the scenes. Cause that's me. Cause you know, uh, I like, I, be, I like being behind the camera myself. And uh, that's why I was asking you, like, tell the people how long it takes to, like, do everything before you hit record, because, (laughs) like, because people don't understand, like, because, like, I I get I get hired to do, like, these small contract or it's even be like an event or like a music video, something like that. Like, yeah, people might have like what they want to do, but like they don't understand. Like, it, it literally takes we got shot by shot. We have to have what we want. It can't just go, go in there and do just it. go in there freestyle. <laughs> yeah, from A to Z. From A to Z, oh yes. Okay, so we well, don't gotta go to A to Z, but just more, more so production. like, yeah. Okay, so from pre-production to production, like mm-hmm. film deck. I'll start there. So from pre-production, you had to start with the writers' room. We got seven episodes. They're about fifteen pages a piece. 13, 15 pages a piece. So that's a whole process, right? That took about, we're not even going to count the days that I started writing, right? I'm just going to count yeah. from the writer's room. I'm about to just, say, because writing is just rewriting. It's just rewriting. <laughs> it's just so rewriting. Alone, yeah. I'll say it was about seven to eight weeks for the revising that took place in the writer's room, right? Yeah. 
from past that point, we get out of that. It took me about three weeks to make a solid crowdfunding campaign. Yep, where I did all I this that. research. Yep. I had to figure out like what campaigns work, which ones don't, you know, and why do they work? So I did all this research, put out my campaign that ran for a month. Right. We hit our goal in three days, but then we added a stretch goal. And, and mm-hmm. so the campaign stayed open for a month. And it's not just, oh, you have a crowdfunding campaign. You just put the link out and let it sit. No, you marketing it every day. You're reaching out to old classmates. You're reaching out to old teachers, neighbors. You, you're you're pretty much trying your best to recoup all this money and get people to buy into this dream that you have of making this project. So. So we'll say crowdfunding between creating and seeing it through two months, right? So we already have four months right. alone. Then I was super ambitious. So I was trying to do pre-production for this thing for like a month, <laughs> which is <laughs> audacious because how right. big the project was. Right. We had 17 cast members. We have five directors. Mm-hmm. We have four producers. Um, and a plethora of locations and a bunch of other things that needed to be figured out, right? Now, I had to vet the directors. Um, so the different directors pitched, unless I offered it to you. A couple mm-hmm. of them I just offered some episodes to. I had to have constant meetings with my production team. So I had a producer for cast a producer for crew, a producer mm-hmm. for location, mm-hmm. and then there was me who was yeah, the bro. All that's yeah. fun, though. That's fun for me. Like, all that it's stuff is fun. fun. So, like, but it is yeah. a lot. It's a lot of it work. Yeah, yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So everybody had their individual <laughs> tasks that they had to see through. Mm-hmm. And um, then Larry was my showrunner, which was Shout out to Larry McGee. Yeah. yeah, such a blessing because he... He does this on a bigger level, you know, as a um, assistant director. And he did polls and billionaires and some billions, a bunch of other amazing things. So we work well because I'm coming from the indie world where you have to mm-hmm. know how to be resourceful. And he's coming from that world where everything is big. So we we were off. He would have to pull me up a little. And sometimes I would have to pull him down, which made things great for us to kind of meet in the middle for what this mm-hmm. level of a production needed and required. So I want to say we were the producers, like actually finding locations, um, getting together with wardrobe, making sure our actors had their availability straight and, mm-hmm. you know, clear and we would have no obstacles there. All that took about two and a half, three months. So we're talking about six to about six to eight months. Mm-hmm. But that's okay, how right. in the in the in the industry that's how long it take though for real. It, like yeah, it can take up to ten months to write uh, to film a movie, and you was doing Absolutely. a show like so. <laughs> Absolutely, and yeah. when we had ten production days, like of mm-hmm. actual film days, right. and they were long days. They were twelve mm-hmm. days, twelve hour days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned Larry and uh, so you know it's TSU homecoming. I'm fresh off. I'm fresh off homecoming, uh, <laughs> and uh, I seen I seen Larry on Friday. So 
I seen him at the pet rally, and I'm like, bro, I'm about to have Hope on the podcast, bro. And then uh, <laughs> they're talking about your show. And he's, you know, you know, Larry, he's like, as, you know, as executive producer, I could come on too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Larry be talking. So yeah, I, I, I wanted him to get on, but I think he was being with family and traveling back to California. Today, yeah, I had so nothing commuting back a lot, a lot happening, but uh, hopefully we can get both of y'all on for season two or something like that. That'd be fun. Absolutely. So, um, but no, nah, what was I about to ask you? Um, oh, talk about like what you learn mostly about like working That's with women, yeah. with like working with women mostly. I mean, you did have Larry, you had some other guys there. I see, yeah. I see your brother's name on the credits too. So, yeah. and uh, so kind of because you're moving, I want to tell the people like you're moving towards getting more male black male writers. And for yeah. one, I want to say. You're doing a really good job of putting people on of, and open up doors because like you got original music, you got all yeah. these people that you know. You're doing casting calls for black people, like you're getting black writers. You are trying to put Thank the bills on, so like that in itself is dope. So I want to like give your flowers for that. But um, to my question, so you've been knowing. I mean, you've been knowing Janae since uh, not Janae, Jamise. You've been knowing Jamise. <laughs> you've been knowing Jamise since TSU. And then even knowing Victoria for uh, a little bit lesser time. Mm -hmm. So kind of tell me, dive into the writer's room a little bit for us or kind of share what you can of like, what was the most challenging times? And then what kind of made it then on the flip side, what kind of made you decide, let's bring in some more male writers for this new season? Um, You know, the season one was it was small writer's room wise. It was mm -hmm. small and sweet and it worked good for us because it was just so intimate and um for this type of content you have to be willing to share your personal experiences wow. yeah. because me and Janice were already already homegirls you know mm -hmm. what I mean like super close we know each other's business anyway you know and then me me <laughs> and Victoria also building that that type of intimate uh friendship yeah. It worked perfectly. It's you know sometimes it's easier for you to trust the other person in the room when like you know one person. So I think me and Jamisa already knowing each other. I think that also allowed for Victoria and Jamisa to kind of uh, connect quicker too because there's a, a mutual, a yeah. mutual, yeah, a yeah. mutual energy in the room that they kind of res respect and mm -hmm. um, and we all have like our individual loving relationships. So. The intimacy of working with women, I don't have the pool for that. Like, women <laughs> that will naturally tell you, this is what I went through. This is how I felt, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, being able to elaborate and expand on our different experiences was so helpful for building out season one because it was from the, the female's perspective. Um, one of the challenges were me and Jamise were always on opposite ends of how we thought like certain characters should go in mm. their story. <laughs> so a lot of times. Victoria yeah. I like, I like how like pretty much none of y'all won. None of yeah. y'all won. <laughs> I mean, your, yours did kind of like, it was I a little a teaser. Resolve. Yeah. I it was resolved. It was resolved. Like you had, had a resolve. Yeah. But, but I like how nobody won like for real. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for nobody. Janice were always arguing in the writer's room. No, she wouldn't do this. Yes, she would. No, she wouldn't say this. Yes, she would. So a lot of times Victoria would be like the middle ground and she would be like the tiebreaker. Like, mm -hmm. I agree with Janae on this one or I agree with Jamise on this one. <laughs> so that's kind of like how our dynamic was set up. A lot of intimate sharing. And then with season two, 
trying to uh, this season I have three women and I have three men in the writers room so shout out to Rook I know Rook in there there. (laughs) there's like three OGs that's what I call the the women because we've been there from the the start and the three young G's and they hate that the guys they hate people (laughs) so I guess they're two live crew that's their new new That's funny. So y'all y'all meet weekly? Do y'all meet weekly or kind we do. Of- we do meet weekly. We meet uh sometimes twice a week on mm-hmm. Tuesdays and Thursdays virtually, like we are doing right mm-hmm. now. And then um we or nice. or we might meet once a week. Uh it just depends on how much needs to be kind of sorted out. Okay. Um, like if we can do one day that week, but do three hours, or if we have to meet twice that week, we'll do two two hour sessions. Mm-hmm. So are you giving episodes to different people and then you guys come together? Is yeah, so what happens is, um, you know, I spoke a little bit about in season one, I, I kind of came with the story, like the bones of the story already yeah. figured out which character was going to be dealing with what, you know, uh, so you got the story arcs already there. Yeah, yeah. I had the arc, yeah. I had all of that there. We just had to get there. We just had to fill and hold. I got you. This season is different because we're really creating something as a group mm-hmm. from literally the bones up, you know? Yeah, because I mean? season two is is the end and you need to go from there. Oh, that's tight. Okay. I like it's it. Precious. That's so tight. it's a good time for everybody who is just coming on board because they're a part of creating what this season is really truly going to look like. Like they're not just starting from like yeah we have some some things already developed that we have to continue but mm-hmm. they they have a lot of say in like where we go so having the male dynamic has been <laughs> it has been really really interesting because even when I was taking writing submissions um for the male writers one one very different thing for men and how they tell stories is very I don't want to say surfacey, but it's it's heady. Um, That's it's the not logic. Really, yeah, the logic. Really right. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Right, and our message is heart based. Yeah. So the two dynamics merging together are perfect mm-hmm. because they are heady and they're thinking about certain things. So certain things that we may think are good and predictable, they be like, let's flip it on its head and mm-hmm. change it around and this and that. But then the women still come in with the heart, but she has to feel. She, <laughs> feel so like yeah it's just been working out so beautiful that's how you got it yeah, yeah. all right let's say <laughs> i've never heard of this show okay how would you market <laughs> the audience to to go watch how would i market the audience what do you mean episode one got 12 12k views that's all you gotta say <laughs> oh yeah 13 now that's awesome okay that's great <laughs> that's dope yeah, how would you how would you sell how would you, how would you sell the people like to go watch this? That's show? a good question because you already did the campaign and it's already yeah. out. So like, oh, yeah. oh, well, that's that typically hasn't been that hard because I'm still doing that as I meet people as I go. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, have you ever heard of Soul Ties? And most people be like, no, or yeah, you know. And if they say no, I'm, I explain to them what a Soul Tie is, and they're like, oh, I think mm-hmm. I got one of those. And I'm like, I actually wrote a show mm-hmm. about it. Like it's on YouTube. It's free to watch. Blah blah blah. Like. Me and my friends. Personal friend, touch first. Yeah. Yes. And then the elevator like, pitch down peg. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I've had like the most interesting talks with men about it. You mm. know, sometimes 
Like when I was first starting, I'd be more excited to share with the women because I felt like they would be excited. But when I tell you the men be excited because they be like, oh, I get it because I have one with this girl and just that. So like I'll give you an example. I was talking to my GM at my job and he had stumbled across a TikTok that I had made to market the show. Uh, I've seen that on one of the comments. Yeah, that's <laughs> brought me here. Yeah, that's viral. hard. So it was great, and so it was like six in the morning, and he emailed me like, "Yo, Jay, I'm up," and he was like, "This might be weird, but I'm scrolling mm. through TikTok, and I see, you know, I see your little heartbreak story, how you turned it into a web series." And he was like, "I didn't even know. I work in hospitality, right?" I got you. He was like, I didn't even know that you was going through all that, that you did all this. And mm-hmm. and then when I had a chance to really sit down with him, he was like, I had a soul tie. And he told me how it, helped, yeah. how it lasted six months, but how she was the most impactful person mm-hmm. he ever come across in his life. Now, he's married. He's got kids. And I'm assuming this isn't, you know, the same person. Mm-hmm. But the way that he was able to relate and how passionate he yeah. was about it. And that's a corporate person. You know what I mean? And he instantly got it. And then he was like, I'm going to check you out. Now, he had already been so helpful to me in the production process. I don't think he realized the magnitude of what I was Mm -hmm. trying to do. They had donated a location for us to use. That's nice. That's cool. Yeah. That's love. (laughs) But he didn't realize, like, you know, so many people say I'm doing stuff and then maybe it's not of quality or it's not you know at a certain standard and people are like yeah they say they doing something they ain't really doing nothing but when he saw it he was like oh you really was doing something mm-hmm. I'm like yeah I really wasn't playing but that's what I mean when I say like small elevator pitches and then also doing little marketing things through TikTok and stuff and just kind of pulling on people's yeah. heartstrings about that attachment it works kind of talk about what you just uh, mentioned at the end of this where you kind of getting how can you decipher haters versus criticism and then how do you like learn from learn from like what people are kind of telling you and is it for growth or are you just are you just hating bro (laughs) that's a great question one thing that i saw kobe say when he started doing film he was like you know kobe bryant Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bean, man. <laughs> Kobe Bean. No, I'm pre- I just watched a Netflix doc about the, uh, the Redeem team. Okay, right. the, mama, the mama energy is here, bro. The mama energy is everything. So <laughs> one thing that he said when he started, you know, he has, a, I believe, an Oscar for his short mm-hmm. film. Yeah, the animation. And yes. And he was saying that one thing, his team put together like this awesome short film, blah, blah. And he put it in front of them like, now, why doesn't it work? Mm. What could people say about it? Like, they were hype about it. You know, the film was already mm. ready to go, whatever. He's like, okay, now tell me why. What's wrong with it? Like, what doesn't work? What little loopholes could be there that maybe we're not even thinking about that people could criticize? And how he uses the criticism to push him into um, being the best in every area. And I kind of look at it the same way now for uh, Soul Ties. I mm. knew that it was learning curve yeah i knew that this was the biggest project that i've ever done um by you know as the head of it Mm -hmm. and um i knew that we weren't going to get everything right one our budget was low 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's our first. It's our first rodeo. You can't yes. be secure it overnight. It's okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so really, it's a proof, yeah. more so a proof of concept. But the the fact that we could raise money and we could make something of quality with the with the small means that we right. had. Imagine if we had a big budget. What that would look like. So we welcome the feedback and the criticism and to decipher between the two, I think you kind of, you kind of know, at least I know it kind of has a negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a difference between somebody saying, um, that audio sucked. It was terrible. I'm never watching this again to somebody saying, you know, I like the show. The audio was a little low in this area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the yeah. area that we can improve. That's a budget thing more than anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's you get a better mic. Yeah. You get a get a boom mic and be good. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> she said I need I need to get my money up. Okay, I got <laughs> I'll go work on that. So, they don't even know that he's saying that. Like, that person's like, I'm done. I'm never coming back. Like mm. this is trash. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, now you hate. Yeah, you hate. You just hating because like hate it's not it. trash. Like there may have been a little yeah. pocket that could have been improved, but trash. yeah, that's what everything. I mean, I, I find myself yeah, always true. finding stuff I don't like in, in shows and TVs that I love yeah. evenly. So it's like exactly. it's always going to be something that somebody don't like. People going to be people. Exactly, yeah. and then some <laughs> stuff is a matter of taste. Too, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some stuff just might not be your taste. Maybe it's not yeah. terrible. Maybe you're yeah. just not into that content. Facts is not might not just be your bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real. Cause I mean, I'm I, to your point, I'm not really into web series like that because one, I, I don't like go fishing for them. And then mm-hmm. two, like if if I if I I would say this, if I found a show that I really liked, then I would like, you know, watch it faithfully. Cause sometimes those YouTube, those YouTube parodies be funny, but then like they'll like create something on their own and be like really <laughs> funny. So 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 sometimes it really be funny. But like you said, it'd be crazy if you get like a YouTube series on like a a Hulu type budget. You could, yeah. could go crazy. So what? Yeah. You have access to better casting. You have access right. to better directors, yeah. better writers, better yeah. like resources. Like, or I won't say better writers. I will say I was gonna. Writers. I was gonna say that too yeah. because it could still be y'all. But yeah. at the same time, like, I would change my writers. Like wherever yeah. I go, I want all my writers with me. Like yeah. I, I love my writers. But maybe you can have, have like a consultant. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. you have a consultant like, yeah. like Dan. Like Dan Gilroy is like one of my favorite writers. Like he's cold. Yeah, and, like Whitmore. You know, yeah, touring the girls. So yeah, so it. that's dope. Yeah. So what you're doing is kind of we can actually transition because I want to talk about the Woman King with you and yeah. kind of the transition is like you doing all the stuff behind the scenes, the production, and your acting. Mm-hmm. That takes a toll on like your will, your will with all. And I, I'll say that to say like that's dope, and like to relate it to what uh, Viola Davis is doing because I've seen a clip of an interview right after the the movie came out, and she's like, "Yo, Hollywood ain't gonna do this, bro. We had to do this, bro. Me and my husband did yeah. this. And it's like I put on <laughs> these actors, bro. They ain't gonna have no roles like this unless we give it to them. So yeah. it's like that's what makes me." Like that's that's I get that vibe from what y'all are doing and for Soul Ties. Absolutely. And I'll say this too. Uh have you seen the show Barry on HBO? I haven't no, seen I haven't. that, but I so, know. So 
it's I'm not I won't say that it's the exact same show to what you're doing, but I get the feels a little bit because Barry, I mean Barry's like it's like a dark, dark comedy type of show. Like he's yeah. a he's a he's a ex-military dude and he's like a serial killer, but he falls in love with he falls in love with acting and then he wants to act, but he finds himself <laughs> always in these situations to try to kill somebody. It's crazy. But like kind of like you and your character, like you we got up to the monologue at the end or whatever yeah. but she, like at the same time the everyday things like you're going through the stuff that's what kind of made me think about barry the show mm-hmm, but let's fast forward to the woman king <laughs> so um what did you think about the woman king did you expect it to be that great it's already better than black panther to me and probably the sequel too but like dang, dang, man, it came I'm, out. I'm coming out <laughs> i'm coming out and say it bro woman king was hard bro i, I was not expecting that king type was of really movie. good it was really good I loved it. I, I thought that it was amazing. I went to see it with a bunch of black people out here. In <laughs> that's tight. And that's the one that's that's something that all in itself, ain't it? Like it's ten of us, you know. It was men and women, and I was just so enthralled by the acting. Yeah, oh my mm, god! Yeah. Like it was riveting. You couldn't take your eyes. Like I real. love actors that that act with their eyes. They don't got to mm. say anything. You know mm-hmm. they they are putting it down and Viola. Yeah, she's yeah. A, she's great at that. She is great. Viola and the the woman who played her daughter. I'm right? on to look up the cast. I think it's like Duma or mm-hmm. something. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw her in the Underground Railroad, directed by Barry Jenkins as well, and she was the lead there. She mm-hmm. was riveting, and so I think what I love the most about the woman king is that they were the dominant characters in the story yeah, and the king Loki a little feminine. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean hey Boyega Boyega hard though. I like him. No, he did his thing. His but role I, was I, good. Like he played the perfect I think he was perfect his for character that. was by design. Like, yeah, exactly. I think that was exactly. what it was supposed exactly. to be. Yeah. And and kind of like flipping that on its head, where usually the the king is so masculine. <laughs> no, he came in. He has yeah. this soft swag. Yeah, he was smooth, like a hippie yeah. king. <laughs> he seemed like a twenty 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 two. Yeah, yeah. And then the women are like so buff. And one of the things that was exciting about the woman king too was just like being able to research into their process. And uh, yeah, the woman yeah. who was the the director, um, Blythewood, I, I think it's her last name, and she yeah, was Gina also, Brycewood. Thank you. She Gina was also Prince, the, by the way, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was the um, director of Love and Basketball. So Correct. this is like completely different on her spectrum of things. She she did something recently with um, gosh, it was on on Netflix, Kiki and. Ah, Thornton. I, I can't remember her last name, but she had a an action film on Netflix not too long ago. So mm-hmm. she made your people on this way. But I saw that the director was actually working out with the cast because, you know, the women had to go through that like tedious workout. Yeah, yeah. you got to train for that, right? That's all I'll say. It ain't no typical Marvel movie, brother. This is real. No, not even, <laughs> not even exactly. It was real. So the fact that she was in there with them, getting down to the gritty, mm-hmm. you know, being a warrior with them, and like building up in that process, I thought that was yeah. amazing. Because to have a director 
having five directors on Soul Ties, you get to really witness different mm. processes. And the directors that are hands-on with you, willing to get down in the mud with you, mm-hmm. get dirty with you, be on these crazy time crunches with you, like those, I feel like were my better episodes. Yeah. You know, yeah. so to see Gina, I'm saying her, her first name right. Yeah, Gina. Gina, Gina Prince Gina. by the wood. I yeah, don't understand I'm that like, last name, by the wood. When I seen by the wood, I was like, is that the production company name? What is that? No, that's her last name, by the wood. This is still yeah. but, but it makes sense why her cast performed the way that they Man, did. Yo, when I seen Lashana Lynch character, bro, I was like, bro, they they didn't use her right in Captain Marvel, bro, because she cold, bro. Yeah, <laughs> she cold. She and then really like, good. and then she came back at the end, and she and she got shot. Like, I knew it was gonna happen, but I was like, dang, bro. I, I wanted her to keep running. Oh, I, I, I was like, nah, man, bro. I kind of knew. I kind of knew it was coming, yeah. bro, because like it got to the point. It got to the point. Where it was like, yo, I'm gonna keep helping, because like she was. She had she had the point of no return when she was in the jail cell. She yeah. was about to kill herself, bro. So like yeah. at that moment where she like at the character arc part, like where she got to the where she was supposed to go, and then she died. It was like it was like a false victory, is what they call it. So it was like oh, it was, I was like, yo, it's so crazy. And it was crazy too because she was training them to not go back. Like exactly. you don't go back. You yes. gotta keep yes. well, I thought she was gonna keep yes. going. <laughs> Yes. She went back and died. Oh, she me. went back and died because <laughs> because it was so deep for, for the young one. The young one needed her, bro. Yes, but no, no. I think this is my theory. I think the young one was gonna get out either way because she had that romance with. Uh, with the oh dude. yeah, yeah. yeah bro, with the light skin, brother. Light skin, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, she would have made. She probably would have made it out anyway. And yeah. Like, I like how it. they did uh, the other character too. How like she's the, she's the leader, but like her bylaws or the way she goes about things, it could be over the top, and then it ended up being over the top because it was like the daughter that she thought. That she didn't yeah. have or something like that. Hopefully, I'm saying it correctly. Yeah, she gave it away. Yeah, yeah, she thought I gave it away. Yeah, that was so crazy how it came back because she was like, yeah. "Don't be messing around with this light skin, dude." You know what I mean? And then, yes. came, <laughs> like everything in that movie was connected. I, I love how, like, everything. in the script where like every word or every action it makes sense, and without it, it ain't gonna make sense. So exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. The fact that the daughter even found her to viola mm-hmm. and they had that same warrior spirit mm-hmm. that was dope i'm gonna definitely buy that movie on blu-ray yeah and i don't be buying yeah, movies blu-ray. like that i'm gonna definitely buy that joy I, I really enjoyed it i mean i went to the movies to see it because i mean i like viola davis you know uh she's in, a, she's in a lot of good stuff and then uh i didn't know it was gonna be that good bro i, think, and I was like dang yeah. this is deep bro i like from my understanding Viola's character was the fictional character, but most everything, most of the time, oh, I guess you say right. most of everything was else real. was true. Yeah. I, that's what I read. So, um, yeah. But I, I mean, at the same time, they kind of, you got to make it Hollywood in a way. Absolutely. We're Americans. Yeah, it's got to be cinema. <laughs> we're Americans. <laughs> Americans, man. I'm telling you, bro. Like Sometimes I, I, some stuff that we like, I'll just be like, why we like this stuff, right? <laughs> Juice. I, like <laughs> I need it. I like it. When I was watching it, I feel like they could uh, 
they can't go further. Like it looked like it could be like anime the way they was the, the way the writing was. It was anime, yeah. crazy, like a black that. anime. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. That would actually be incredible. That'd be dope. Yeah. They did a spinoff and then like a Viola Davis in anime. That's crazy. But you will have to use the same characters. Like yeah. uh-huh. has to be the same women and use the voices. Like yeah, that's yeah. Like, yeah, Josiah. Look at Josiah, man. Because it's always like at the beginning of the show. It's like uh, they always go the the, uh, the flashbacks and how to yeah. get away the kid, and they always came back. Yeah, and you can yeah. bring uh, you can bring the Lashonda character back too for flashbacks too. That's oh yeah, true. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I love cool. the woman who played um, Viola's like right hand man. Oh yeah, the, yeah. She, super oh, tall. the lady. She was in uh, she was in Black Panther, right? Uh, ooh. One of them was in Black. No, one was... of them was in the new Doctor Strange movie. Okay, and then the one of them, and I think one of them was in the Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in yeah. under. They don't be using these actors yeah. right, bro. Like, <laughs> and Marvel, me and Josiah talk about Marvel all the time, and uh, like I just be like, bro, they have these, they have these great actors, but they don't be using them correctly, in my opinion. Man, they just they just created a formula. They just use the same. Yeah, yeah. they just Brent plug it in. Yeah, they just plug it in. Is okay. Speaking of formula, I do want to talk about this too. Like current film or current tv shows that are black or black led or black created do you feel like is it do you feel like it's not a a broad a broad enough because i feel like a lot of shows are typically the same where it's like it's heavy drama filled yeah. or it's drug like shows. crime drug related yeah. music yeah or yeah, if it's sure. or if it's, if it's lighthearted, it's like family or yeah. you know, kids <laughs> it's not yeah. like okay so yeah I, yeah i do i do you were gonna say one last question well i was gonna point. say what do you think what's missing because uh when lovecraft was out lovecraft country was out i was like okay we getting a sci-fi about black people but at the same time it was set in that time where yeah, yeah. they're reminding us about racism and stuff mm-hmm. so it's like where's the fine line and then kind of like what in your opinion because you're out in LA, you're doing the thing. So what do you it's, think? Well, you know, Hollywood got the whole business thing. Like they try to constantly redo what works. So you see so many things that try to kind of be like an insecure or an Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Atlanta. I was going to say Atlanta. Or, or an Atlanta. And, every, or Snowfall. and everybody yeah. wants to have uh, that it black show on their network like the it that show that works on the other network. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So I sure, mean you, that uh, it's just a too. little bit harder, yeah. as you guys know, for us to like push through original ideas. Even mm-hmm. Quinta having an elementary school. Uh, Abbott. Yeah. That I love that show though. That's the crazy. last two episodes has been hilarious. I haven't watched <laughs> a new season yet, but <laughs> I, I but like season. Go on for yeah, yeah, that could be like the office because it's a school, and then yeah, that could go like yeah, you, yeah, you get new too. kids, you can get new teachers, like yeah. you get new principal and all that. Yeah, or she could go to another school. Yeah. 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 Like, there's so yeah. many just different things that that can kind of go through. Like, I did you know, might watch that tonight. <laughs> that shows funny bro. to pull that off. Yeah, no, nah, for real. In this yeah. in this climate, but I do feel like a lot of magic type stuff is what's missing from from mm-hmm. uh, some of the content that we are putting out. Um, like, for instance, American Horror Story, for the most part, was predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So there's that. But then, you know, we have expanded in in some ways because I know you mentioned Lovecraft Country and yes, it's civil rights, but that also did deal with like witchcraft and yeah. magic. Yeah, and futuristic and stuff like futuristic yeah, with the space stuff. woman. Man, that was cool. That yeah. was cool for us. We needed yeah. one of nah. those. I just belt. well, I, I'm tired of being reminded that we are around <laughs> white people who are racist. It's okay I to mean, like do other yes. things. Yes. Yeah. So I'm a related. Like every like every it's almost like almost everything you see is like it has to have some type of I mean that's the world we live in, I guess. But I want to see more fictional type of realms. That's why I like Nope. Yeah, yeah. Nope was different. You know, yeah. nope. nope was different. I, I enjoyed Nope. I did. It was a slow build for me, but I liked. I didn't, it. They didn't resolve it at the end like I thought they would. But I, I, okay. I, I enjoyed being in the theater that night. Yeah, okay. me too. <laughs> like I had a good time. <laughs> I enjoyed being in the theater. I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. That was good. I, just, I mean, I, I just like to see more diversity and like themes of the shows like i really enjoy succession or hbo and like what if that was a black family bro like yo a dynasty type of situation well they gave us greenleaf which was a dynasty type of situation but yeah (laughs) yeah i I didn't i didn't watch greenleaf though i think my mom watched i think my mom watched it i haven't watched an episode yeah i don't be on harpo (laughs) i don't be on tyler perry stuff with the 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 old network or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, are you guys a Game of Thrones, House of Dragons type of duo? Facts. Yeah, fantasy like Marvel, DC. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, but like when it gets like serious stuff, like you know, Wes Anderson, Woody Allen films, Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan. I mentioned Dan Gilroy. Like, like those. Are, like, I like, I like when it gets serious, but then. Like I don't know, I just yeah. I like a little bit of everything. But I, like sci- I like sci-fi. I like uh, Ready yeah. Player One. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like a little sci-fi. I I think I'm more. I like a little bit of everything except for action. I've never really just gone mm-hmm. all the way into action, action for some reason. I used to. If you want to, if you want an yeah. action movie with a good story, watch the movie Heat. It's a little long, but Heat. watch the movie Heat. It's it's a '90s movie with Al Pacino uh, and uh, Robert De Niro. Oh, okay. Or uh, well, Jason Bourne. The Bourne. I was like, Dan uh, Gilroy, bro. Oh, uh, for real? Those. Yes, I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where, like, I don't go looking for it, but if I sit in front of it, I'll be like, ah, yeah. I liked it. You yeah. know? But the ones Josiah <laughs> mentioned and then the one I just mentioned. He uh, and, and Jason Bourne? Yeah, the born. It's called the born identity. It's like four. It's like, it has like four movies, like, in it. Yeah. but the stories are really good in those. So yeah. it's really good writing. That's why I always look for is something with really good writing that like that I'm gonna have to go back to or is like boggles my mind a little bit. Then you know that's what I'm into. So I have a question. Do you guys watch? Did you guys watch uh, the Mike show on Hulu? The Mike show. The Mike Tyson. No, I didn't. See, I boycotted because they didn't use my my. They didn't, I know. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, and I thought Jamie Foxx was gonna do something. With that's why. I was, that's why I didn't watch. I was confused. He's supposed to, but I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Trevante Rose did an amazing job. It's a good show. Oh, for real. It's it's done really well. I hate that they yeah couldn't get on one accord because it it was really done well. But I can understand why because one of the episodes does paint him to be terrible. So, oh, dang! Yeah. I mean, at the same time, <laughs> he was on that. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, when you bring people on to like be a part of Dear what you're life. doing for them, yeah. they gonna want they gonna they ain't gonna want too much of the, the negative energy. That's the very true. Parts of them. Like That's the whole true. like I, like you see the Kanye documentary. I feel like if Kanye yeah. had more hands on, it wouldn't have been so deep. You know, yeah, I, I compare sure. that to the Janet Jackson doc. The Janet Jackson doc was cool, but it was a little bit too. Oh, yeah. It was shallow. Yeah, it was that's what I'm Yeah, I was like, come on, I'm trying to see you more of like. Didn't you used to be a Kanye like super fan? Yo, jeez, it's so weird. Jeez, oh, <laughs> this guy is this guy puts you through a whirlwind because no, he he's, he's the most. He's like one of the most talented people on earth, but he does stuff like, what are you doing? You know, so know. what put what took me over the edge was the with the White Lives Matter thing. Like I was like, I I don't know if I still like this dude. <laughs> because what are we talking about, bro? Like, of course, the organization is very different from the sentiment of Black Lives Matter because yeah. you know, bro, George Bush don't care about black people. Come on, and bro. Be, I wish he would just say that. Like he's nah, not he trolling. Just, he trolling. Just say, just just make the distinct difference between the two so that we cannot be killed thank you trolling because this new line is out like everything he he puts out creatively he has to do something mind-boggling and i don't understand it because you're kind of you don't have to do anything you can just drop it and go on that's what i'm saying and it'll be follow the footsteps of beyonce Knowles, bro come on she puts out a video that's it and it might be a tiffany's commercial Wait, it might be a music yep. video, but it's hard. The Ivy Parker, she just dropped it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going home, bro. I'm not gonna say anything. I ain't gotta say nothing about Jay. I ain't. Exactly. I ain't gotta say nothing about anything else. Exactly. Even she has so much beef centered around Renaissance using different samples, and she just yeah, with the whole spaz on. lyric and stuff. I was like, come on, y'all. It's but she bro. I'm like, okay, the problem. Love, right. Move on. But you she know, don't speak on anything. She just she knows what she got to do. She don't say nothing. Problem man. solved, my nigga. Like. And I know that that is a skill in itself to be oh. able to just be like, I'm not going to say nothing. But Beyonce got a team. And then, you know, when Kanye, he was starting, he wasn't no manager. He didn't yeah. want nobody. Like, out of control. Was, I was like, bro, he's like, so talented. Nah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was a Kanye stands, bro. Like, like people, <laughs> people, in my old job used to get on me about yeah, because you know the whole Trump thing and slavery was a choice thing. And, oh, he did say that. You bro. know, was crazy. he he be, he be doing these things, but then he puts out some cold Yeezys. It's like, what are we doing? Bro? I know, I know. I, I can listen. I feel for y'all who it's are weird like, to it's weird to listen to his music, like for real. Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. hard. It's he hard. has a couple of things that I'm like, I like this, and then I'm yeah. like. It, like creatively, it's dope, but like, bro, you have re- literally lost touch of everything because exactly <laughs> being a billionaire, being around the Kardashians, it's like it'll literally take you off this planet. It took his mind. Nah, for real, it's really sad. Dang, yeah, it is. I, I feel terrible <laughs> for you because I know. How nah, for real, like- he made eight oh eight heartbreak, bro. Like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> he made eight oh eight heartbreak. Devastation. That's how I would feel. Beyonce went nuts. I would be like, what? What's happening? That, I think the world would go nuts if Beyonce if Beyonce went nuts. See now how many stuff. people would just be on Twitter, just like she didn't mean it this way. Nah, but because like, people be defending yay left and right. Yeah. They you, do. You go, they the do. high gonna go crazy. If you bro. ever click on those people, they're weird. So I'm yeah. just like, yeah. nah, for real. 
And hopefully Beyonce will just be the sweetheart that she is. And, you know. Hopefully. I, I mean, I hear things, you know, I'm sure she's a trip too. She's but. a billionaire. Yeah. I always say this. You got to be borderline psychotic to be a billionaire because they're I, already at this level. Why would you even want more of the adoration, more of the worship, more of the money, more of everything? So I feel like, like it don't it don't solve anything to to do more. And when you're a billionaire, you're leaving out groups of people who need it, and you can't argue that. So at the same time, it's like uh, Beyonce, you could just not do anything else. Like I need, I haven't been to her tour yet, and I need to go. Next summer, right? The Renaissance. Next summer, that's the rumor. That's how I feel about Jay Z. I want him to do one more tour. Yeah, I've never seen him in concert. Just they're gonna get a lot more money when they do that, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's 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 the more I'm talking about. Like I just worked. (laughs) I I worked the Ellen John show here in Nashville. Yeah, some of the tickets were outrageous, bro. Like fifty G's. 50 G's Absolutely. to be behind the stage with them and hang out with them, be on there. Like some, hey. some, uh, uh, somebody that came in and said he paid like 12 G's for his tickets. And it was like four people. Hey, with him. Bro, you, but that's his Elton, audience. He could have went to like four different. Now, Elton John. Man. Elton, I could see Beyonce doing that because Elton John had everybody there. But Black Elton people, John people. got the billionaires that love him, like yeah, the millionaires that's that saying. love him. That's true. That's he what I'm saying. Like, I can see. Yeah. I can see. G's to 500 million. That's that's. Not I can see Beyonce that's a couple coffee, man. Come on. I can see Pharrell <laughs> or Beyonce being that level when they're 75 years old. Like, I don't know. Like, black artists do that. I don't know. Uh, the the Isley still going. Josiah, yeah, they still be, yeah, they still be going. Josiah's still be going. The, the, they, they don't be uh, charging like that. Josiah right. related to these niggas. He don't. <laughs> I did see that Isley brother picture. I was like, what? Yeah, Josiah's <laughs> wife is a grandchild of the Isley brother, uh, Brian. Yeah, Ronald. Random is that and amazing at the same time. I mean, Josiah went to Howard, so he could <laughs> run into anybody. Uh, yeah. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> Josiah ran into a little bit of everybody. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, this was a good episode. Uh, can you tell the people what can we expect for season two and where they can find Soul Ties, where they can find you? Okay, well, you can find me on Instagram at Janae Hope underscore. You can find the Soul Ties series on Homestretch TV, which is a channel on YouTube. Um, full seven episodes that right now already. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, you can follow Soul Ties series on Instagram for updates on when season two is going to be coming out, which will be in the near future. And you yeah. can more drama and more time. <laughs> more drama more times I'm with it <laughs> hey man I appreciate you coming on thank you for putting my guy Ruck on the writer's room that yeah. man please get on him because he's a talented dude too who needs to be doing more that because... boy is really... <laughs> okay we're working it out though we're making it happen thank you for inviting me to, to speak with you guys today for sure for sure yeah I gotta talk to you before you blow up so. I was about to say <laughs> man, <laughs> we try we try you gotta have no time I blow up yeah that's, a, that's our niche it's like we try to bring people on who's like next up so we feel oh, like we feel like you're one of those people for sure for sure yeah, we did next I appreciate podcast. that I'm gonna be on the lookout for the podcast when is this, when is this airing uh, I'm gonna probably drop it tomorrow and then uh, I'm gonna drop it on YouTube uh, okay. it goes on my Apple podcast Spotify and then uh, me and Josiah will cut up some clips and you know put some reels out and stuff 
Oh, excited! Okay, well, tag me so I can repost them. Of course, yeah, for sure. Send us a good picture for the okay. for the logo, for the cover too. Yeah, we got. You. I will. Yeah, let me yeah. send y'all. Yeah, you send see me <laughs> see me a headshot. <laughs> okay, I will. Nah, uh, this was good talking to you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem. Talk soon. All right, you be easy. Peace. We did it again, ladies and gentlemen. You know. <laughs> We're moving on up in the podcast game. Dude, you want to change their, their name to the Next Up podcast. Nah, for real, <laughs> man. Uh, that'd be hard. We got to look and see if he <laughs> yes, can write it. Next nah. up, man. Next up. Next up, man. Uh, we had somebody else on here that was in New York and moved to Cali. I couldn't think of it the whole time when she when we was recording, though. Oh, uh, your friend that does the fashion. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. You yeah. need to get Sarah on here, man. Nah, we do need to get Sarah Sigmund on here. Um, and, uh, Sarah Sigmund is already about, on. She's not yeah. even next up. She's already next. She's yeah. She's busy right now. She's at Broadway. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <He's> at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's out. Uh, she out in New York doing the Broadway thing. That'd be cool to bring her on here. Uh, like like we said, scheduling is the hardest part. So I need to get Ari Wiggins on here, man. You need to bring her back because she's gonna have playing time this year. Yeah, she's I, y'all watch University of Michigan basketball. She's gonna have a breakout season. Yeah, she'll have a breakout season. She yeah. might. I, I'm thinking about 15 points a game. Hopefully, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, you know I mean, she got assists. that dog. But you got that dog in it. <laughs> nah, for real. We've been having some cool black women on here. We have Perez on here, Janae Hope on here, Dr. Morgan Thomas, Ari. Uh, yeah, we're going to keep it going. And um, y'all stay tuned, man. Um, the Colts won, Josiah. Ooh, oh, gross. <laughs> Bro, we beat uh, Russell Wilson oh and the Broncos in Denver, bro. The thing is, we should have lost because Russell Wilson missed a wide open receiver on the no, slant. We should have lost because their coach don't even know how to just run the ball. Like you did, like at the end of the game, bro, they did the screen and another run. <laughs> you got these big gains and then at the goal line, you're going to pass. Bro, oh, don't bro. let Russ cook. Just run. Hey, I'm about to look he, up Carol the tried to tell y'all, man. I'm he about to look at the scores now and see if the Titans and the Jaguars are losing. Because last time I looked... The Titans were the Titans won. The Titans won today. Oh, they won. They came back and won. Yeah, I saw that, man. The Commanders. I actually wanted the Commanders to win. Nah, I wanted them to win too, bro. Like, oh, they won 21 17. I mean, and the Jaguars, all the Jaguars lost against the Texans. So I guess we're we're having a very mediocre start to the season. We're literally, we're two, two, and one. Two, two, and one, baby. That's, I mean, that is we have everything. We we won, we lost, we tied. I mean, hey, somebody in the group text was like, "Hey, yo, George, y'all better win or lose because <laughs> bro, one, two, and two is nasty." <laughs> I wonder where the last time somebody tied twice in the NFL season. NFL that was going to be us, bro. I don't want that to happen, bro. And we lost JT to God. We lost Naheem Hines, bro. Naheem like, Hines, bro. We lost Naheem Hines, a cheat code. And but the, 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 uh, the, back, the backups were all right, though. I was like, yeah, oh, we got vets, I, though. We have vets. I was like, I forgot about you. Bro. one of y'all up on my <laughs> fantasy team, bro. Because we going to just have to run, bro. Matt Ryan can't throw, bro. Yeah, like, like, he, like we said last episode, Deacon Dunk, man. Short he only passes, throw screen Pierce, passes. He be throwing the Pierce or Pittman every play. I'm like, I mean, bro, you got these two big tight ends, dog. I miss Mo Ali Cox man. 
and the rookie, bro. Like, I'm like, what do we own here, bro? We like, didn't want to oh. spend any money this offseason. So and we got all this bro. cap space. Yeah. It's, it's like, like bro, what is Ballard doing? Like, spend money. We're not getting a yacht here. <laughs> I know. What are you saving for? <laughs> vacation? No, you're trying to win, you're trying to win games. Are you trying to save money, bro? For what? Financial Freedom Institute. I want us to. I mean, I want us to put the young quarterback in. What's his name? Is Isan or something like that. Bro, no, hey, just, I don't know his name, but I want him to play because um, Brian Cam, bro. If y'all just want to run, uh, I don't know uh, about that. Nah, he's kind of washed. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I don't know about that. One, I man. thought we were gonna go for Deshaun Watson. Honestly, I mean, I know he is ridiculous off the field. He coming back soon, right? Week six or week eight? Yeah. Let me see the. Yeah. Wow, bro. He's going to be are, back. <laughs> Browns are two and three. The Browns are solid. They're going to be like 500 when he get back yeah. and make a push for Ke- the wild card. Jacoby Brissett is Mr. 500. He's going to get you. He yeah. gonna win we should have went after Geno Smith, low-key. Seahawks been scoring points. I know. Like, but <laughs> we should have went after him, bro. But, I mean, we want to always go gold. Nah, bro, let's just get a game manager. I mean, these old big-time names, bro. Missing it, bro. But it's just like it's like the Pacers trying to get Carmelo Anthony to be the the leader of the Pacers. He's Missing not it, bro. he's not that anymore. Uh, you want to talk about the Redeem team, or you want to wait for the next Sunday? You can talk about Redeem team. Yeah, do a couple five ten minutes. Five ten minutes. I'm looking. Yeah. All right, right. <laughs> uh, Kobe Bryant is a different dude. I Kobe didn't Russell realize he was, was a different dude. I, didn't I knew know he, he was, was different. thirty. No, I didn't my know he thing. Was 30 at the time. My thing was when they were going through the beginning of it. I was like, "What was Kobe the whole time in 04 and in 08?" And then, but I was like, "But he was going through all that stuff." Yeah. But I had to think about it. And I was yeah, like, people yeah. were dropping out. Also, they said Shaq, Trace McGrady. I was like, oh. "Jermaine O'Neal dropped out, bro." Yeah, was like, like, Jermaine like, O'Neal, we you should have been there. <laughs> I know you could have been backing up Tim Duncan, bro. What the heck? Which is I don't understand. Yo, that's, why, they, that's why D Wade was like. Why are you, Why are you call calling me? Bro, LeBron was like, bro, I was ready to turn up with my friends, bro. They called yeah, me. bro. He's supposed to be a freshman in college. He's like, bro, I just got done on a rookie year, bro. Like, the Cavs didn't make the playoffs know, or nothing, bro. bro. That's I like, think, I think the Nuggets made the playoffs that year, but the Heat didn't either. No, I think, no, I, I think the Heat did. Do you wait? Do you to, oh uh, yeah, he beat the, he beat the the, the New Bear Orleans. Davis, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> D-way. I didn't realize how young they were, bro. That was they were, crazy, bro. They went for the fourth... okie doke, bro. They fell for it. Uh, they probably like, oh, the dream. Oh, I could be on the living team. Awesome. Like, what am I saying? No, they didn't even play, <laughs> they didn't even play them, bro. Larry Brown, bro. <laughs> Larry Brown, messing up the Pacers, messing up Allen Iverson's career. That's the U.S. basketball. U.S. basketball, bro. <laughs> but well, he's regarded as one of the best coaches ever. It's like, come on, bro. Because of the Pistons, that's it, bro. Wow. I mean, he did beat Kobe and Shaq in the finals. That's something. He, to hang he out. probably thought, oh, "I'll beat Kobe and Shaq. I can beat Mano Ginobili." Hey, I like how they like revamped it. It's like, all right, bro, we're gonna be serious. I'm about to get Coach K and we're about yeah, to win, bro. They were just playing fantasy basketball. That was so oh. crazy, bro. Hey, but like when they niggas came back here from going out and see Kobe Bryant, yeah. I could just <laughs> I could just see Kobe Bryant, bro, with the practice jersey tucked in. He probably saw him walking through the, the hotel window. I'm gonna go down right I'm now. Go down there. <laughs> 
He said, bro, I'm at five. I'm I'm going downstairs. <laughs> like what, bro? Carmelo is all of us. Four, bro, I'm yeah, going I'm down at four thirty. Four thirty. That's too early. <laughs> four thirty, bro. But I'm wild though. Like they're, I didn't realize how young they were. Bro, they Kobe, were in their fourth, fifth year in the league, and Kobe yeah. just turned thirty. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That was a that was a that was a great time, bro. Like D Wade was fresh off the championship, bro. Like. That was so oh, crazy, bro. bro. Like, he was the only young dude in there with a, with a ring, bro. Him and Kobe was, like, the only dudes in there with a ring, for real. Yeah, and then I think, yeah, 07, that's when LeBron yeah. took the yeah, took he the fight. Against, against, uh, against Tim uh, Duncan. Tim Duncan. Yeah. And then he beat, he beat uh, Dwight Howard that, that year, I think. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. That's so crazy. D-Wade and Kobe was the only ones with rings, bro. Jason Kidd. Dwight Howard already. was young. Dwight Howard got yeah. drafted in 04, 05. Bro, they, had, they had Jason Kidd and D Wade coming off the bench. Yeah, Darren Williams coming off the bench. Darren Williams was, was arguably uh, the best point guard in the league. When they showed the game with Kobe and uh, LeBron got in foul trouble, D Wade went oh, off yeah. for 18 <laughs> points, bro. I was like, I knew wow. I was going to have a big game. <laughs> it's D Wade. I, I knew I was going Yes, bro. You're I got bench. right to it. I got right to it. <laughs> that was so funny. They said they said bro came in there with number nine and a bald head. Oh, okay. I see what we're doing. Nah, Carmelo's funny, bro. <laughs> yeah, Carmelo was funny, bro. He, he, he's just a New York nigga, bro. Bro, I didn't know D Way was coming. He had number nine and a bald head. And a bald head. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it means, bro. And you know Kobe, bro. He's number 24, and then he's number 10, trying to yeah. one-up Jordan. That is so hilarious, bro. <laughs> that is so funny. My favorite part was uh when they're about to play pal, and he was, Kobe was like, I know the first play, I'm running through. Yeah, mode. I was like, How you the first play, bro? That's crazy. He was really watching film. I know where the first play is going to be. Yeah. I'm about to run through that thing. Pal fell down, like, bro, what? Everybody was like, bro, it's. That was so funny, bro. He he said he came over to the place and said he had Kobe in my apartment. Oh man, that's cool. I, <laughs> but looking back on it, he did that to soften me up. <laughs> that was a Michael Jordan tactic, bro. Nah, bro Trying to get soul was killing Dwight Howard, bro. Him and Marcus was killing <laughs> him, and Chris Bosh didn't have any any answers, bro. If they didn't have Wade and Kobe, they would have lost again, yeah, they would've lost, bro. They would have lost the. They game. closed the game. D-Wade oh, and Kobe. And, Kobe. I and after it was over, I looked at Desiree. I was like, you see, it was Kobe and, and Wade, right? LeBron James, bro. He went <laughs> LeBron James, bro. He was in foul trouble. Oh, no. You got two fouls, bro. But uh, <laughs> but that was that was a crazy doc, bro. Like, Kobe Bryant, bro. He's different. I can't. I don't know why we try to compare the 08 to the 19 team. Like, no, 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 no. If anything, it'd be the 2012 team. Yeah, I, no, that team was. I nuts. just the way they, <laughs> the way they came together. <laughs> yeah, was that crazy. was cool. Yeah, yeah. Because like Tayshawn Prince is on the roster. No. When you think about it, bro, like Kevin Durant didn't make that team. He was in the. Yeah, he was all young, bro. He was in the tryout. Gilbert Arenas didn't make it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that was crazy. My thing. Where was Gilbert Arenas in 04? Like, where was y'all at, bro? I think I don't think Gilbert Arenas was on yet. I think uh, he got on the next. I think he had his breakout season. The oh, next the next season. season. I was like, where are these people at? I could understand if Shaq wanted to sit down. You know what yeah, I mean? He already got. He already. Yeah, had, I think he had one or two. He like, had. He already done it. He had. He had three rings by then. 
Yeah, but like, Shaq didn't make the dream team. So I'm thinking Shaq's gonna be at least want to play at least one year. Now he did he did the 96 year. Oh, the 96. Yeah, he with was Reggie all with Reggie Miller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That team was nice too, though. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't think nobody touching all the way in 12, bro. Let's let's just 2012 is so nice. It's just because Kevin they had I remember the 2012 team. It was LeBron. Melo was going Mello. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Anthony yeah, Davis. That was so crazy, bro. I think D-Wade was hurt that season. And Dwight Howard was supposed to go that he got hurt. I was Kobe, mad. Was, Kobe was on no, that one, Kobe right? wasn't. Uh, nah. I looked at the roster. Oh, yeah, Kobe, was, Kobe was just on. Wait. Uh, he said he said he was tired of, tired of us losing. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. Kobe came to say the name, bro. He was tired of him losing. Like, the first practice now on the floor of loose balls. Bro, was, uh, okay. I was like, hey, Kobe's playing defense, bro. Kyrie could not get past him, bro. Yeah, I was like, Kyrie's like laughing. I was like, bro, he's being for real, bro. You're laughing. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> But I was <laughs> like, dang, bro. They had a crazy team. I remember Dan Williams had a crazy handle, bro. And in that three point shot was I don't silly. know what happened to Darren Williams. He was on the 2012 team. That's when he was still good. He was on the Nets, and you know, yeah. that happened. Yeah. He was a t- he was a player. I was like, bro, I'm just trying to get paid, bro. Yeah. Like Michael Red was on the team looking like Kanye West. I was, like, I was like, there's no way. They're being a 92 team, bro. Nah, bro. Yeah, Michael Ray, Carlos Boozer. Yeah, Carlos Boozer. Boozer was on the team because Coach K was on the team, bro. Oh, yeah, Duke. They should have had Jermaine O'Neal come, bro. Who was that? Oh, eight. Like the old six or eight years, bro. I'm trying to think. Jermaine O'Neal was hard, bro. Kerry Garnett, bro. I mean, he already got it. No, he he was on the bronze team. No, he oh, had, he was on he the two thousand. He was on Carter, Joe Carter, and Gary dude. Payton and them, bro. <laughs> That's so crazy, bro. We've had some solid teams. It's just that that bronze year really set us back, and then they lost in the World Championships. What do you think twenty twenty four? You think they'll be on the on the squad? Hopefully, Steph Curry, because we haven't seen him in a yeah, bro. Like, come on, bro. You know come what I mean? He's probably, that's the last thing he needs, bro. Uh, Draymond Green was on the last one, so he don't need to be on there. Yeah, but he don't need to be on there, bro. He's gonna uh, be terrible. Money Zion Williamson on there, you know what I mean? John ja Morant, uh, Ant Man, you know what I mean? Trey Young can, boys, Trey Young can stay home. Trey Young probably, can stay home. They probably. I'm gonna bring in Javante Murray for him. They they get Murray, bro. <laughs> I would give Murray, bro. We already got Steph, bro. We don't need you, bro. Yeah, they probably got Steph, Ja, Ant-Man, we, Zion. But uh, we might lose though, because Giannis is still out there. I don't know. And B just got U.S. citizenship, so he might. Ooh. They said he's out between. He said he would either play with us or France. I could see KD coming back for one more time. One last oh, one, here, last one a, bro. He got like three. So One last one. One last one. Because, like, who who's going to dominate with Steph? Like, Clay might be on the team, but, like, I'm he's old. There's, like, between, like, I guess between 25 and 30, he's just Giannis. And it's a lot of I international stars. Yeah. I mean, because we can't have Luka on the team either. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. KD going to come back one more time, bro. Yeah, when you think of the best ten players, it's not a lot. LeBron of, James, one more time. No, bro, he's done, bro. <laughs> LeBron James, one more time, bro. He's done, bro. I'm trying to think of the centers, bro. Like we not, we ain't gonna have Jokic, bro. Probably gonna be Carlton Towns. Ooh, yeah, because he hasn't. Anthony, Anthony Davis, Edwards, though. Yeah, Hello. man, gonna be there. Uh, Anthony Davis. I don't want Carlton right Towns on the team, bro. Anthony Davis, maybe. Carlton uh, Towns, he come off the bench. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if Carlton Tackle on the bench, you got a good bench. That's a crazy, bro. That's a maybe next year. Like, I don't know how to think of a five, bro. Like, uh, they probably gonna bring they try to bring in Miles last Olympics. So, if I mean, well, Miles they probably had Jay, uh, your boy Tatum, Jalen Brown, you know what I mean? Oh, Marcus, yeah, yeah, Marcus yeah. Smart ball. might be on the team. Yeah, we need like somebody that's gonna play just play defense. Who would you want to coach, bro? Said, coach K's probably done. He said, bro, uh, I want Kobe, bro. I don't yeah. have to do anything. They need a young coach, man. Not a young coach, but like he may. I'm just playing. <laughs> it probably it could have been him. If he wasn't tripping, bro. You messed up everything. Messing up your bro. blessings. Because <laughs> we haven't had a black black head coach. Have we? Oh, Doc Rivers. Oh, uh, we don't know. No, 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 no. That's right. Doc we Rivers was the co- <laughs> Doc Rivers was the coach, bro. <laughs> no, bro. We don't. We don't want that him, Celtics championship. Got him to heights, bro. Because after that, what were you doing? Because the, the Clippers, Clippers, Clippers they should, the Clippers should have went to at least one finals. This between like 2012 and 2016. I want somebody like an Eric Spolcher, bro. Or like somebody off of Popovich's tree. Oh, Greg Popovich was the coach. I'm tripping. I'm so sorry. Greg you think Popovich he's still going to do it? No, nah, that's what I'm saying. Man. It's going to be a new yeah. coach like Steve Kerr. Mm. I can see Steve Kerr, bro. Steve Kerr? Yeah. He's he gonna be asking people to move the ball around. Steve, he just got, I want Eric Spolcher on the staff, bro. I just like how he coached the team. Bro. Yeah, like everybody too. play hard. Like, he's bringing Jay, he brought Jimmy Bell to the finals. That's so crazy, bro. <laughs> he could have he went twice. I want to say he was shot. on Coach K's coaching staff. Yeah, yeah I bro. saw him because I saw him on the video. I was like, yeah. Eric Spolcher's been around championship basketball. Yeah, forever. bro. When you look around, it's like, I see why there, there's winners in there, bro. So wild, bro. Yeah, but that was a good think, documentary. After 08, bro, Dwight Howard went to the finals. I mean, of course, Kobe. That was uh, that was the heat before the heat, too. Like, yeah. They look like now I now I see why people be going to USA basketball trying to team up afterwards because yeah, like I'm not falling. Yeah, I'm playing Anderson Virgil. Chris Bosh. <laughs> well, bro, I said that in the team meeting, bro. He said I could be out here all day. I wish I had Chris Paul as my point guard. Yeah, I he got was all so y'all bad in <laughs> Cleveland, bro. Like, when you look back on it, bro, he's like Daniel Gibson, like bro. bro Jay was so mad at his teammates. <laughs> he was so happy to be there, bro. Bro, yeah, <laughs> no Galskis. He was like, bro, I wish I had Dwight Howard. He's like, bro, he's, he's like, I wish I had y'all, bro. I got y'all now. I ain't got no excuse. <laughs> I mean, he was right, man. Oh, bro, the whole Ginobili tactic. Hilarious. That was funny. I wish he didn't get hurt, bro. Uh, yeah. I would have heard the stories. I feel like it was too much. He went, it was like, after he got hurt, we're like, oh, well. <laughs> he, lost, he, lost the, he lost the juice, bro. Oh, they let him come back. I was like, hey. I like how oh. Mike Brady was calling the games. Yeah, he was. He looked kind of younger in there, but I was like, he's been around for a long time, too. And uh, Doug Collins. Doug, yeah, Doug the Collins. Doug Collins story, they bro. They cheated. I was like, bro, probably just came from the stands, like, all drunk. I don't hey, know. man, uh, how many three more seconds of the clock? I was looking at it. They had no they, no replay. Oh like, no! It was three seconds when they brought the ball in the first time. The game is over, bro. <laughs> who she, was that dude? I want to know who, cheated, who bro. was, bro. And it was like in the midst of like, <laughs> bro. They the threw Russia it all was... the way down there. It was a foul and everything. <laughs> right, bro. <laughs> bro he, he went up for the dunk. Bro went flying. Bro foul. Bro. <laughs> they they still shouldn't have got that shot off. Like, bro, protect the yeah. Paint. yeah. 
you got to jump and try to deflect. Like, the ball nobody should be down there trying to yeah, contest bro. the It's three pass. seconds left, bro. It's Get just, back. Knock the ball down. <laughs> You're fine. What was Doug Collins doing, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's crazy how they brought that up. I was like, bro, that was so long ago, bro. Like, <laughs> I mean, but the people on the team were born in the 80s, so they probably heard about it. Oh, yeah, true, true. And uh, yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna get no team like that, bro. Oh no, uh, we might win the goal. It's gonna be very hard to do it. Though. Yeah, because we're not gonna have the best three. We could have the world Kawhi team Leonard team. if he stay healthy. I don't know. Two Paul, Paul George. George. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Damian Lillard. Uh, oh yeah, Dan's gonna be on the team, bro. Mm-hmm. CJ McCollum, right? Dan's gonna be on the team. Mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram, bro. Yeah, Lamelo yeah, Ball be, be on yeah. that team. I, I do want Lamelo on that team. Uh, yeah, the bench with him, bro, yeah, and like, just... and with him and like Zion off the bench. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Collins, my, I heard, I heard John Collins. Okay, we fly. need a center. We need a center. Yeah, okay, like a fly. Uh, uh, Miles Turner. No, Aiden. Is, does he have U.S. citizenship? <laughs> I think so. That will be hard. We need him, though. He's yeah. a champ. Well, he's not a champion, but yeah, we need him. Yeah. Well, I don't want Mal starting on a team no more. Bro, I know Popovich was so mad having him, bro. Yeah. He's Remember, probably... he was getting ate up by everybody, bro. The, the, FIBA, the FIBA team? Yeah, it's the FIBA yeah, championship bro. team, bro. That team was so bad. The FIBA's always with young dudes. I mean, I guess that team was with young dudes, but they just had LeBron, Melo, Dwayne Wade. Like, yeah, but we'll be all right. This was uh, a... I really just hope Ant Man's on the same man. I think right. he's a. I think he's a. Uh, Ant Man, Lamelo, the D Wade disciple, Zion. Like we need those guys. Definitely, yeah, John. John gonna be. John oh yeah, Morant. Jesus, yes. Jared Jackson might be on that team. I'm tripping. Yeah, Man, he's, he's a lot of young a good guys defender, out here, bro. Yeah. It's a lot of good. Song. Hey, we'll be all right. But we gonna have problems against Luca and. I think Giannis. we got. I think we got problems against France. Australia and like Canada, especially Canada. And Greece, they got a lot bro. of players. Bro. Nigeria team was pretty good last time too. Oh, they, they gave USA some troubles. So now imagine if Giannis and Embiid was like, you know what? We're back to Nigeria's team. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We're going to lose. We're going to lose, bro. <laughs> We're going to lose. But yeah. But uh, this is a good episode, man. Uh, we'll catch y'all next Sunday. I don't think, I don't think we have a guest. I know Shane trying to get on here, bro. Shane, <laughs> yeah, I've been talking to him on Instagram. We just say he just want to come over here and kick it. So, uh, come yeah, on, man. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, uh, we'll catch y'all next Sunday. Y'all be easy. Love was the egg. See, and it was born in a cloud with silver lining. Uh huh. broke. I mean, it hatched on the ground. So time flew right by me And voila
Life is but a joke. 